I'm Jen and welcome to the Sharing Secrets podcast. This is where I invite you all on my journey to discover all the tips and tricks or should I say secrets to a happy healthy life. I started this journey a few years ago when I had a back injury. It put me in a bad place mentally as well as physically but I feel that these are the best times to learn about ourselves. I had to take time away from running my new business which was a massive challenge but in that time I really learned a lot and I now want to share that with all of you. I want to create a space where anything goes and we can all learn from each other's secrets. So each week I will invite a new guest on to share their secrets and ask them the questions to what makes them successful and happy in this amazing life. I will also share a secret myself each week that I believe has helped me along with new recipes, book recommendations and much more. I believe that we all have our ups and downs. We're human, right? But it's all about having the knowledge and being surrounded with the people who can help us get back on track. So let's get on to the show. Who's our first guest? Hey, and welcome back to episode three. I'm honestly blown away. Thank you so much. The response from the last two episodes has been amazing. Thank you, thank you. So please remember to subscribe and recommend to as many people as possible. This will help me grow the podcast and allow me to get more secrets for us all to share. You'll find everything that you need to know on all my guests and any secrets I want to share over on the Sharing Secrets podcast on Instagram. Now, on to today, I have someone to share with you all who's known me a very long time. Today, I want you all to meet Dom. He was my boss and educator when I first became a hairdresser way back in 2005. He's had a colourful career in this world of hairdressing, starting his own business just at the age of 19. And he has won numerous awards and is educated all over the UK and Ireland. He now juggles his time with 50% being in his business and serving his clients and the other 50% working on the business. Dom is quite like my last two guests. He has a great morning routine. I'm really starting to understand how important I'm a routine. I think it's a morning routine that seems to be, you know, the common theme here. I've known Dom for a long time. He's really taught me a lot. He has opened my mind to a slightly more spiritual way of thinking. He's got so much knowledge and information from all the books that he has studied and I really hope he's going to share that with us all. He's a glass fool kind of guy. He has taught me that changing my mindset and trying to see the good in situations does really help and the benefits of having a positive mind. I really don't want to say too much. I want you all to meet him for yourself. Let's get Dom on the show. Hi, Dom. Hello, hello. How are you today? Fantastic. Good, good. You're always fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm on the longest holiday that I've ever had since I was at school. I know. How Are you enjoying, because you're obviously a busy person, and do you find it quite easy to take this time off and enjoy it, or are you struggling well, with it? That is a very good question because I've always seen myself, um, and there's a lot of us as hairdressers, and I think you're a bit like this as well, that we end up being workaholics because mm -hmm. we love what we do so much. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when I went on holidays, I would go through periods of, I wouldn't say depression, but periods where you're down because mm -hmm. you're relaxing and suddenly you don't have the buzz of the salon, the buzz of other people. You, you, and if you're a creative person at whatever level, when you're not creating, I think, I don't know if, if, if that affects you, but I, I, you, know, you feel like there's something missing. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I'm rather pleasantly surprised how I have not had those mood swings, if you like, 
um, <laughs> in this period of time. And I think it's a thing that's been talked about a lot, hasn't it? Mental health. Yeah. And, and, and it's like a lot of these things, and I don't mean to diss this in any way, but what is mental... There's different degrees of mental health. There's mental health where it's a real illness mm-hmm. and, and it can be tragic, but there's... I don't even call this mental health mood swings, if you like, yeah. part of being a, hum- a human being. I think it's impossible, even if you're a happy person, even if you're a positive person, to be absolutely happy every single uh-huh. day and every single minute. Because it'd be like if the sun shone all the time, how would you really appreciate it? become a uh-huh. nuisance almost. Yeah, no, definitely. You know? And I, I think like this is one of the main reasons I've started the podcast is because I experienced a bit of a kind of... I say bad mental health, but I just was quite low for kind of three months of, and I just couldn't get out of it. But I actually appreciate having bad, that bad time has actually made me grow so much as a person. And I found out about myself and I know who I am now. I know what makes me happy. And I then feel like the conversations that I've had with people like you and, you know, other guests that I'm planning, I've had, that's what made me happy and excited because actually we're all the same and there is people out there that suffer with really awful mental health you know problems but we as people are meant to have ups and downs so it's quite nice to know Mm. that we all have the the bad days and the good days it's a natural thing yeah it's natural and and i think other people like you're saying you know you're getting something out of this you find that whether it be your friends acquaintances or just people that you meet in the passing they're either drains or radiators and I think that's a simple thing there are people that I really look forward to speaking to and meeting Mm -hmm. thankfully a lot of them are in my industry yeah um but you know if you're if you're a a leader and you're in a team Mm -hmm. unfortunately just like in a family you're going to get some radiators and some drains And I think and as I think hairdressers, we're around a lot of radiators and a lot of drains. And you can sometimes right. see a name and think, oh, that's no. Right. <laughs> but I think when you look at it, right, I, I, there was a time that where I would think, drains, I have to get out of here, right? I have yeah. to get away. But the truth is, maybe you've got to train the drain. <laughs> that was men around, but maybe you need to train the drains on how to think. Because everything comes from thoughts. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thoughts yeah. are things. Yeah. Um, and and therefore you've got to you've got to have. I think everybody would benefit from rituals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to make themselves feel better. The truth is, when I wake up in the morning, like most people, it's time to get up. I'm ready to get up, mm-hmm. but I don't feel my most agile. I don't feel my freshest. And you've just come out of. Um, a time of sleep and I think sleep's interesting isn't it I mean oh, I've, yeah. I've read things about sleep as well mm-hmm. and it, it's something we've always done people have done it for centuries people have done it for millions of years sleep but now there's been more studies on sleep and how it can affect your mood and I think when you're sleeping okay you're dreaming all the rest of it and they're not always great dreams or if there's something you're worried about mm-hmm. you go to your bed with these worries and they mm-hmm. look blacker mm-hmm. And then you wake up and you aren't feeling your best. And that's why I think the morning is the opportunity to then start your rituals to prepare your body and your mind to then go out there. Because if you're, if you're dealing with a team in whatever industry it is, the way you, you react, the way you feel, the way you come across, is going to affect the whole team. Yeah, 100%. So, it's, so like if we're in a time like this and I was to go with my team and they said, how are you? 
And I said, oh, I'm really concerned. And as I say those words, right, I'm going to start feeling concerned because you're yeah. actually telling yourself that. It's a bit like I remember reading something ages ago, and I do think books are your teachers, mm -hmm. right? And, you'll, and, and, and there's that thing about when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm -hmm. So there's that thing about, like, I have certain books that if there's something I'm concerned about, and I'll go for this book here, uh, but you won't see <laughs> Robin Sharma and it's called The Greatness Guide and there's a couple of books that wherever you read it uh, and I open it up and it says habits are hip and, and you read through that they just seem to appear at the right time yeah it's like when you you think of something and then all of a sudden you see it all the time for example uh, I said to Connor I would love to get a Vizsla dog and the next thing, I'm walking all the time, yeah. and everybody's got them. I'm like, oh, it's, it's just like your brain then it's, starts it's, to think like that. It's moving it? in. Yeah. It's moving in. A few points up before we get into your secrets on things that you just said was, I said at the start, you're always happy and positive, and I, I love that, but... Um, but I'm not really. But you're not, exactly, definitely. <laughs> but it's what you, like you say, when somebody asks you something, and I try and teach my team this quite a lot, because when you respond in a negative way, you're just spreading more negativity, aren't you? And you're just, you're yes, telling yourself, yes. you've almost got to fake it to make it. <laughs> yeah, you've just got to tell yourself that you're going to be good. And you're right, you wake up in the morning, it's early, and you can be a bit groggy, but push yourself to do it. And I, I think that's what I'm trying to teach people and inspire people that, mornings can be a challenge but once you know that it makes you feel good you can push yourself to get into the routine and then that naturally makes you feel good doesn't it yes absolutely every single time and i've got a fact that i'd quite like everyone to know deepak chopra Great. amazing he had a fact that the biggest killer in premature adult deaths is sleep the lack of sleep because we sleep i mean there is people that don't sleep because of you know insomnia and stuff but you know we all as humans will go to bed and sleep but we don't actually all sleep properly so it's like you need to wind down at night time you can't sit on your phone when you're in bed and then expect to have that good sleep and you need to not have a full tummy and you know I, i'm trying to give ayurveda facts on each podcast as well so like stopping eating with your body clock you know you shouldn't eat after eight o'clock so that your body's starting to rest before it goes to sleep so that you sleep better. That's right. Um, so yeah, it's just like all these little things. If you put them all together, it all, it's like a big puzzle, isn't it? And I think that is the case. It's ingredients. And if you miss one ingredient, if you miss uh, self-raising flour in a cake, it won't rise. So <laughs> it, it's all of those things. And I think just like you need an empty stomach, I'll tell you another thing that's big time, is you need an empty mind. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. because because we collect all of this stuff in our brain during the day a lot of it is stressful stuff yeah. some of it is negative stuff not a negative thing but we've maybe got to pick it up from other people yeah and i think that's where a journal comes in and for me that really works mm -hmm. to write things down and it's like having a conversation with yourself and funnily enough you know a lot of people think that people talking to themselves is madness or it happens with um, old age pensioners <laughs> but the truth is I remember reading somewhere and I felt fine about that because I've always been into talking to myself or at least if I'm walking along with my dog it's almost like I'm talking to my dog but you're talking to somebody aren't you you're yeah. talking to the universe or mm -hmm. whatever and it's funny you do get answers mm -hmm. yeah I know. you start to feel better yeah. rather than you cannot keep it all in mm -mm. you've got to let it out got whether you write it on paper or whether you have this conversation with yourself yeah journaling's yeah. a new thing to me and i've only recently started it this year and once you start 
you actually could just keep writing pages and pages and it doesn't need to make sense because nobody even needs to read it and you don't even need to read it back but you're just getting that thought out aren't you i mean i was talking to a friend about that and he says he's got his journal now and i think a journal has to be a nice thing it's got to feel like something precious yeah and it could be blank pages or it could be um you know you pay a bit more for it i don't know if it's absolutely necessary i've done it in the past where it's all laid out for you and you fill it in i find sometimes that's a little bit limiting i think the blank page is better Mm -hmm. i think it's handy to have numbered pages Mm -hmm. and have an index so that if if it was about well somebody you had a conversation with or if it was about a particular subject you could locate it because the other thing about a journal is rereading it okay and 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 you know, I mean, you are the ideas person, That one of the greatest ideas people that I know, and that's, that's <laughs> shown since you opened your business, you. right? But you've got to capture it, haven't you? I yeah. mean, you be, you must be, be walking along, you're having a shower, you're driving the car, you're out for a walk, the ideas are pouring out your yeah. head. It hurts and, my head And sometimes. then by the time you get to the end of the walk, you've forgotten some of these yeah. ideas because that's what's going to happen. So you've got to capture them. Yeah. And I think a journal... Now, I'm saying do it in the morning, do it at night. Do I always do it? No. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because I'm a human being, mm-hmm. but I do it a hell of a lot. Yeah. Particularly when I'm I'm concerned about something, or particularly when mm-hmm. I'm focused on something. Mm-hmm. If something's concerning me, I've got to get rid of it, put it on paper. And then what happens is, it's like you sent me a list of questions. And how wonderful are questions, because you've got to answer them. But sometimes, if you've got a problem, there's a question there. You know, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. The answer's there. Yeah. You've just got to write it down. You've got to ask the question, and you'll get the answer. Oh, we could talk all day and we haven't even started on your secrets. I knew you'd be a good one. Okay, so your secret one, you did talk about bits of this, but tell us what time you start your day, please. Um, anywhere between five o'clock to 20 past five in the morning. And that's part of your first secret, isn't it? What I would say is that when it's normal working time, mm-hmm. I'm either up between 10 to five or five. Monday to Friday, I go to the gym every day. I've gone to the gym and done weight training for the last 37 years. Wow. I love it. and But it's changed over the years because obviously um, one's body changes <laughs> and, and as, as much as I see that I'm still fit, you've got to think about things like your joints and things. So I train, I probably, my, my weight training now is a bit between, it's got more a yoga approach to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's slower. But that's what I do anyway. Listen. That's you listening to your body, I guess, as well, isn't it? Correct. However, at the moment, the gyms are closed. So what mm. I would do after my weights, I'd go up to a quiet room and I'd do a bit of stretching because I see a yoga teacher about on a one-to-one about every six weeks and I have done for about the last five years. She's one of my clients. Okay. Um, and she gives me a routine that lasts about 12 to 15 minutes. And, you know, recently I said to her, do you think you should give me more for it to be longer? And she went, no, I'd rather you did it often for a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. And I think that is my approach with all training. It's like weights, like I'll get some of my clients say, I did that for a little while and I stopped. How come you've done it for so long? Because if I walk into the gym, I only want it to be happening for 30 to 40 minutes and intensive. Yeah. So when I get up in the morning, and I have been doing this um, since lockdown, I get up in the morning and I do my 12-minute yoga routine, and I'm doing it every morning now. Yeah. And then I'll go out and I'll run for a bit. And yeah. again, I'm not interested in running a marathon. No. I'm, I'm doing it at 5K or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, do little and often so it's achievable. I think 
Like people are going to listen to, like your daily routine, my daily routine will be slightly different because our days are different. But I do yoga. I do a little bit of a kind of a fitness thing for my back. And I journal and I meditate, you know, similar things to you, but it will be in a completely different way. So it's just making sure it works for you. And I think there's a lot of people my age now that have got children and I'm trying to show them that this doesn't need to be for people that um, haven't got kids. You You can do it. You've just got to try and work out how it fits in with you and ask yourself that question write it mm. down what's going to work for me and how's it going to work i think the biggest thing is getting up at five in the morning yeah what and that's the, the hardest thing no i think that's the most important thing that's one of the most important because you're more likely to do all of these disciplines when you've got the time to do them if you speak mm-hmm. to somebody and say do you do that and they say i don't have the time i bet those same people in lockdown where they've got loads of time still don't do it that's <laughs> what i was literally just about to say that in lockdown i'm getting up slightly later and my alarm always went off at 606 but i'm now <laughs> changed it to 730 because i'm like right i don't need to get up as early but if i don't get up at half seven and i'm kind of lying around and i maybe don't get up till neither eight i do feel a bit like oh i don't have time to fit all this in because i've already you know i'm a busy person i've got ideas i've got you know decided to start a podcast i'm trying to do all these <laughs> things that i've wanted to do with this time off so then I'm like trying to cram too much in so you're right it's starting your day early but how do you how have you trained yourself to get to bed because you know you're married and does Francis go to bed the same time as you or do you just have your own different cycles okay different cycles okay and even before if I think back to when I was clubbing and things. <laughs> I was never very good at staying up too late. I've always no. been an early bird, mm-hmm. although my, my, my earliness changed. You know, getting up early for me before was getting up at half past six. And then I think I really got that from when I started. Well, a lot of books have got that. You know, a lot of successful people get up early. You know, when you mm-hmm. read about these business uh, gurus and all the rest of it, getting up early is part of it. And it's to try and fit everything in. Yeah. But I really got it from Robin Sharma. When I started to read Robin Sharma, whose biggest book was The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. You've probably heard of it. I think you've told me about that uh, one, yeah. And it's a sort of fable. His latest book is the 5am club and that's what it's all about but he started talking about that in his books ages ago and then it came up in other books you know but I think he was the instigator of it so how did I train myself um I think I got that from when I went to Jack Black if you heard of Jack Black he was the kind of Scottish um Anthony Robbins if you like okay. right and in fact at that time a lot of Scottish hairdressers and maybe a lot of UK hairdressers, I don't know, went to him for some reason. He talked about getting up early as well, and he talked about writing down things in the journal. So it's like you said about the Vizsla. Once you see one, Mm -hmm. lots of them appear, and when that started to happen, I realised I have to get up earlier to do all of this stuff. Yeah, it was like somebody was trying to tell you you have to get up. That's right, that's right. And I'll tell you something, I think you're talking about staying... I've done this a couple of times since I've been in lockdown, not a lot, because I decided, right, I've got to stick to the same time schedule so that when I go back, it's not, yeah. it's it's my habit. I think they used to say you had to do something for 30 days for it to be a habit. I think, I think that's changed a bit. It could be 70 now. There was a couple of times I would get up at half six, but I would still be awake and my mind would be awake at five. And that's when the bad stuff came into the mind. Okay. So... I've got to get up, mm-hmm. and the minute I get up and I start to exercise, it just dissipates, it disappears. 
-hmm. and then you've got room for the creativity again the ideas yeah i just find the morning quite exciting because it's like you've achieved so much and me and my boyfriend are quite similar to you you're like you say you're kind of on that different you know i've done everything in the morning before he gets up so it's quite nice because then Mm. you can just start your day together but you've still done everything and you're ready to take it on and have you always had such a strong routine because you started in business when you were 19 so did you know at 19 that you needed to be as structured and have all these disciplines in place to be successful no (laughs) no and and the thing is there wasn't all of that material around even though now you find that there's books around like the power of positive thinking that was uh, that came out in the 1940s or 1950s no i didn't know a lot about that but what i would say is when those books started to pop up i was drawn to them and when things like you know even exercise wasn't such a big thing then but when it started to be a thing i started doing it the more i learned it wasn't so much because it was a trend it was because you learned things about health and you mm-hmm. realized how important exercise was mm-hmm. but probably at that time everything was new to me you know running a business was new to me mm-hmm. uh, the things i was discovering about hair starting to do photographic work all that was extremely exciting but i never realized why yeah in fact up to the point that i opened my own salon i was starting to think about opening a record shop actually even though i had no money yeah <laughs> <laughs> because I was really into music, mm-hmm. which was the reason I was drawn to hairdressing for fashion. But when I got into hairdressing, the people I worked for didn't really want to give you things. Like, they didn't want to... They never really trained me the way they should have. Mm-hmm. They wanted a lot out of me at the lowest price. Yeah. So that kind of stuck in my mind for the way I was going to treat my staff. That mm-hmm. I wanted to give them more, not just financially, right? Because yeah. of the way I was treated. So... I was going to give it up and then I realised that when I started on my own, I realised that, hang on, you know, just as I was filling up these little bottles of lady set setting lotion from Wella <laughs> with cheap garland type <laughs> setting lotion, I thought, wait a minute, this is wrong. You know, this is, you're actually fooling people. Yeah. This is wrong. You don't. I was only doing it because that's the way I was taught. What so then told. you start to find your own way. You've done that. You're running a business the way you see a business should be run. Yeah. You're getting ideas from other businesses, not necessarily other salons. Yeah. Um, and that gives you a marvelous rush. Yeah. And to this day, it gives me a marvelous rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To think, you know, go in the opposite direction rather than the same direction yeah. as everyone else. I know, I really like that. And Jay and I both always, you know, you'll see somebody take your idea and make it their own. And it gives you, you know, at first we were always like, that's really annoying, that was our thing. But then it's like, okay, what's well, done now? It's a bit boring. Let's uh, go, always got an idea and we're always thinking, right, let's get on to the next thing then. And it's it makes you always that next step ahead and keeping yes. your creative brain always working, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you. Is that enough from Secret One? I think you've kind of taught us quite a lot yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. Secret, um, <laughs> Secret Two is still part of your morning and it's meditation and you do as much as 20 minutes and you've got a, a beautiful mantra. Do you say your mantra every day? Right, this is what happened with this. Um, the same, the self-same yoga teacher I was talking about. Mm-hmm. To start off, I was introduced to this by 
Jack Black that I spoke about and he talked about it in terms of visualisation and his model was you you know if you're a right brain thinker then right brain is the creative side of your brain so you imagine this house on the Red Bank and if anybody has been to Jack Black and I'm sure it's anybody that's listened to this some of them will be familiar with Jack Black you built your own house your mental house and I think visualisation and meditation are similar they're very yeah. similar because they take you somewhere else yeah. and they rest your mind as well. And so sometimes I can kind of mix that up a bit. But when I went to go, go to my yoga teacher, we sort of refined it a bit. That was the only sort of, apart from Jack Black, that was the only instruction, if you like. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that I do, because I could never keep up with the amount of books that I wanted to read, um, I would listen to audio books yeah. so that even when I'm dog walking, I could listen to audio books. So I'm doing the whole thing about the getting the right thoughts into my mind in the morning when I'm preparing. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it while I'm doing other things. And they, I, I did listen to this book and it was about transcendental meditation and I thought, I want to take this a stage further and um, move into transcendental meditation and it, you know the powers of, of meditation in general especially with you talking about Deepak Chopra I believe he gets up at four o'clock in the yeah. morning and he meditates for an hour or an hour and a half each time which is quite remarkable yeah. to be quite honest with you but according to transcendental meditation 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening are enough I personally tend to do it in the morning but sometimes Especially since we've been off. I mean, I've still been working like you have probably yeah. on ideas and things because you don't have time. But you start to get a bit drowsy at about three o'clock in the afternoon. I think yeah. that's a natural thing. And I've been using like maybe 10 minutes. Some people might think of it as a nap. 10 minutes of meditation. And I just think you suddenly feel better. Now you're talking about having a sore back. I've done that as well. I've maybe got a sore part of my body. I focus on it. I breathe in and I'm breathing in mm-hmm. what I imagine to be healing energy. Mm-hmm. And then I breathe out and I'm getting rid of the toxics. Yeah. And do you know, it works. It, does, it actually yeah. works. But it works because you believe it works. Yeah. If you do it because somebody's told you, but you actually don't believe it, it won't work. It won't work. I know. And I think there's no harm in trying it. I always tell people to do these kind of things. and just mm-hmm. It really does make a difference. Like you say, visualisation is such a good way to turn your brain off from all the busy thoughts when you're meditating. So right. I need something that's making me visualise. And, and mostly the meditations I do are visualising into my back and that's the point that I focus on and I'm like deep down in there and I'm thinking about it and I'm getting it all kind of cleansed and taking the pain away so yeah it's just such a good way to take your mind off all these Mm. wandering thoughts aren't they I said I do love your morning mantra do you want to to let us know what it is finish off what I was saying to go back to the mantra the whole thing about it was that when I went to my uh, yoga teacher and I went back and I says look I'm thinking about getting into um, transcendental meditation and she says look she says the only difference between what I teach you and transcendental meditation, you have a mantra. And the funny thing is, there's um, I believe there's a transcendental meditation centre in Dundee in Edinburgh because I was looking at that when I was thinking about doing it. Mm-hmm. And you pay so much for it, right? But it's on the last day they give you the mantra. And she says, all you have to do is work out your own mantra. So she says, let's do that. And I kind of wrote it. And when I'm asked it like this, this is... But here we go. I am confident that I have the power and strength to provide solutions and peace of mind for myself and for my well-being. And I haven't read that. It's it's there. And I would keep saying it and I'll keep saying it. The strange thing that happened was the more I said it, as I said it in the first times I used it, 
I'd forget it and I have to go over it and I forget mm-hmm. it and I have to go over it. And then eventually through practice, like everything, mm-hmm. you remember. But I found when I said that, I went deeper, you know, mm-hmm. because I do, I've got myself to believe that if there's problems, yeah. that I can see a solution more than a problem. Like you speak to somebody, you say, oh, we've got this problem here. And I say, right, I've trained my mind that I think, well, this is how we'd sort it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that good that I could sort out a pandemic, but, <laughs> but what I can sort out is I can sort out how I perceive the pandemic. Yes, and that's it. That's completely it. Yeah. I've actually, I was listening to a podcast about transcendental meditation and I thought about having to look into it more, but the advice that they gave is that you can't actually learn through a screen because, you know, it's all about finding your mantra and stuff and they can't do it. But there's a meditation centre in London and that's good to know there's one in Edinburgh and Dundee because I think it is, it's like a programme that you, you join almost and then you yeah, finally, yeah. finally find your, like what your mantra should be. So I thought it was quite interesting. So that's, see, I thought, about it this was two weeks ago and that's the second time i've um, heard it well it it really did intrigue me and maybe maybe i I would still like to do it just for the freshness of it but what she taught me is working yeah and and i would just say you do wonder about these things i mean you go out and have a run and i did it this morning and i come back and i'm feeling fantastic and i never woke up fantastic feeling fantastic but the time i did my yoga i went out for a run Mm -hmm. and you think i have to keep doing that but then it comes back to are you familiar with the book the chimp paradox yeah and you've read that i've read it i haven't read it all but i have read quite a few chapters of it dr steve peters yeah he was a guy who worked with uh, ronnie o'sullivan the 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 snooker player Mm -hmm. and he also worked with liverpool football club and i think that's what happens you've got your worry chimp and then you've got your sort of lazy chimp like you know you're up you're ready to do your yoga or your run or whatever and the chimp says look it's okay dom just forget it today Mm -hmm. you'll be all right you know Mm -hmm. and you've got to keep fighting that chip all the time that's good i I think i'm gonna go back to that because i have i've got it on my ipad and i I had my pen and I was writing on it and stuff. And Do, I was do you know what I've just it. done, actually? I've just started today to listen to it as an audio book again. Mm-hmm. And I'll often do that. Like, I'll read the book and then I'll listen to the book. Mm-hmm. And it just drives it in a bit further. And if I do read a book, I tend to... And it's great for going back, because the kind of books I'm reading are more... You can refer to them. I put sticky pads in them, yeah. post-it pads, and I highlight them. <laughs> I learned that from you, and I do that all the time. Yeah, and I do it all the time. And I've got I actually posted a um, picture of one of the books that I read recently called The Happiness Project, and it is honestly oh, yes, like yes. sticky labels, sticky labels. I take books to my bed, but if I haven't got sticky labels and a pen, I think, oh, there's no point reading this because I'm going to have your highlighters everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was you that used to do that when I'd come into your office, and your like books were covered in writing, yeah. and and actually that is going on to your third secret quite nicely because. Reading and listening to books is your third secret to keeping a happy, healthy life. Yes, uh, it's kind of crossover there. Huh? I think I, I think a thing is like I often speak to people and they say you must read a lot. The truth is, if I go to my bed at night and I go early, I might only read about four or five pages mm-hmm. and then I sleep. But that doesn't matter because if you read four or five, if you were to read five pages every day, you've read thirty-five to forty pages in a week. Mm-hmm. And then in a month, look how much you've read. Yeah. And the, the thing is, because of the kind of books that I read, I don't read one book at a time. I've got three books and I'll pick them up as I feel, that's just my way. You know, I'm not saying it's a way, it's my way. That's interesting because I, I do that and I've got, 
I'm honestly reading about, it must be about two or three books just now, and I pick them up. I'm quite often reading cookbooks because I'm so interested in, like, the cookbooks. Here's another opportunity for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the cookbooks, I I learn so much because the cookbooks I've got are more, um, you know, Ayurveda, Jasmine Hemsley, and, you know, it's teaching me, like, what I need to put in my body. So I'm reading up about the spices, and I'm reading up about what this does and what that does. So I'm reading that, and then I think, oh, no, I should really be reading my other book, because I was getting much more from that. And then go back, and I'm like, oh, is that right? But I guess there's no right and there's no wrong. It's just what works for you. As long as you're doing it, because think about it, if you were listening to an album, right, you don't listen to the same album all the time, do you? In and out of of your different types of music. And I suppose along with books, music's another important thing because what always has been with me but of course the thing that's changed now is you don't tend to own music so much you yeah. just kind of dip into it that, there was an interesting thing I was reading there's a guy I've started to follow it was like a, an Instagram guy and his name's Niall Colgan and he's a hairdresser and mm-hmm. I'd never heard of him in my life before mm-hmm. and I came across it the very first week we were in lockdown and there he was in his car doing these vlogs and the thing I like about him is he's doing a vlog and in one vlog his wife comes in sees that he's on the laptop having this vlog and she says, how are you? Do you want a cup of coffee? And he, he doesn't try to eliminate that. It's there, it's real. Yeah, it's real. And he turns around yeah. and he goes, no, I'm just doing my vlog. It's my 45th vlog. And then he turns back and starts speaking again. Yeah. And I just love the naturalness of that. Yeah. That there was no nothing fake about it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on his vlog last night, and he's, he was talking about how people had been asking him if he's mental health was okay and he says why is that and they said because you've put up that you've been selling off your record collection because when he was oftentimes when he's sitting doing the vlog mm-hmm. and he does podcasts and things mm-hmm. he's sitting in front of this gigantic library of vinyl mm-hmm. and he's just sold so much his u2 albums and his david bowie albums and he says no, he says, in fact, my mental health's great. He says, because this has taught me so many things, this pandemic. It's taught me that all of those things aren't that important and I'm not going to sell them all. I'm just refining my record yeah, collection. Yeah, yeah. And other things are more important. Yeah. You know? It is. I think we're all learning so much about what's important to us as individuals. Mm. And, and I am really, like I was just saying, is that right? Is that wrong? It is like learning not to compare and think about what, each other's got and what each other that's difficult know, by the way so that's difficult. difficult it's one of my but, worst but right. things well that was i feel like we got a lot out of those three secrets <laughs> <laughs> i knew we would and before i let you go i do have three extra things so the sharing secrets is the main thing for us to inspire people and to encourage people on how to get the most out of their day but like I say I love cooking and that's actually what I'm doing the most in lockdown is trying out recipes that I've wanted to have time to do or kind of making up my own recipes and seeing what I've got in the fridge and trying to be creative so I have asked you for a recipe but Mm, you can't do do that I don't cook the things that I can make is, I mean, I could prepare food. What I mean is, I could make myself a plate of porridge. That's preparing food. <laughs> right. I can't make myself a, a, a plate of pasta, which is obviously one of my main diet um, things, because I was brought up on that. But <laughs> my wife's made the sauce. So, yes. She just I boiled the pasta. <laughs> to be honest with you, that is the. Maybe that's the thing. I do not like fancy restaurants. I don't like that pretense. When I was brought up, I had these 
my mother and my aunts, and they were all competitive. Okay. So you'd go and visit one aunt and she'd meet you lasagna. And at the time, you couldn't get lasagna in the supermarkets. Now. And okay. they'd go, did you enjoy that, son? It's better than your mummy's, isn't it? I mean, and I was like 27 at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, I just thought that's real food without any pretense. Yeah. Now, I'm not knocking chefs and the rest of it because I do think there is a, 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 a real skill. In, but I, I, I think what has to go along with it, it's a bit like us in our business. I think if somebody's really skillful and has a lot of knowledge and is successful, as long as it's done with a degree of kindness, what I mean is everybody's made up of ego and kindness. Mm -hmm. And you need a bit of ego to be ambitious, but mm -hmm. if there's more kindness there than ego, in the sense that it's all about other people mm -hmm. rather than about you. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that comes through in everything and it comes through in cooking. But I'm always very appreciative and I always, every day, when I've eaten something um, and Frances made it, and she is, I'm fortunate that she's a great cook because we may yeah. be rubbish. That would be a disaster if you were both of us. <laughs> <Patient> by starvation. <laughs> I love to go out for a nice meal. It's me and Connor's favourite thing to do. And I think, I see it, and I, I totally understand why people would see it as a pretentious thing. And I have gone to restaurants and not enjoyed it when it has been pretentious, but... Mm. But I still, I still like going out for a meal, don't get me wrong, I do. Yeah, but go. I don't want to go to one where, Stuffy. you know, you, like I remember what's happened to me a couple of times, I ask for a certain thing and they'll say, chef doesn't do that or shit. Now, you and I run businesses where yeah. it's nothing to do with us, it's all to do with the customer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all to do with the client. Yeah. It's all to do with the guest. Yeah. Whatever, what you, however you call it, yeah. It isn't about the chef. No. You know? No, no. And that that's it. I think it's just I find it a pleasure from doing it. It's a bit of a hobby for us and it's one th the first thing I want to do as soon as we get out of here is is get to a good restaurant just to I just find it an experience to try because I love to try new foods and I mm -hmm. I think it's just so creative what they do. But it you're is. right, it can be it can be a bad experience because some of it can be stuffy and pretentious. So if they get it right, they get it right. Sorry, getting on in one there. Uh, get uh, passionate about that food. Number two, a book that inspired you. Now you've probably got, well, you've given me a massive list and you've already said quite a lot. So I'll put them as many as I can on the show notes so people can go back to them. But what would be your, well, what would be well, your here's top? another thing. The one other thing is the majority of books that I read are um, books that I think I can learn from, you know, whether mm -hmm. they be spiritual, personal development or business. Mm -hmm. Um, the only novelist I've read just his entire work um, is a Japanese uh, novelist called Haruki Murakami. Mm -hmm. Do you know, it's a funny thing. He was another guy that inspired me because when I first read about him, and I think it was in the Sunday Times or something, the reason I wanted to read his book was because it said he got up at four o'clock in the morning and that he was a marathon runner and he went to his bed at nine and it told you, and in his books he goes on about the beer he drinks or, you know, the characters in there yeah. or the food, he, he goes into all that detail and I love that. Okay. And, and one book that he wrote is Things I things I Talk About When I Talk About Running, but it encompasses everything. It goes on about how he feels about his body aging and yeah. things that he's learned. And so I, I, I can't give you an, a, the, the most important because, but a book has to give me something. Yeah. You know, I've read, if I've been stuck and somebody said, you know, on holiday, 
Um, I think one of the worst things that ever happened to me was being given a Jeffrey Archer book, <laughs> and it actually drained me. I know because books get, uh, could be radiators or drains. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. I quite like getting a novel that. I learn from, or I quite like yes, a. Yeah. Don't love a biography, but I quite like. I read a, I, like I read a book from Dolly Alderton last year, and I loved it, and I couldn't put it down. And then she's like, "It'll a similar age to me with similar experiences," but she kind of explains how those experiences have made her feel. So it was like a story that it was a story, but I was learning as I go, so I quite like that. I don't really like a book where it's. You must do this, and you have to no, do this. No, you know, no, I no. find that I get a bit like a bit bored of this, and then I start thinking of other things. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll only read half a book, and I've had enough out of it. And in the second half, it just it can't sustain me right through. So yeah. that's it. Third one you have already told us because the whole idea of me asking about an Instagram follow is probably only really use Instagram as a social media. You know, it's great. It's great for our business because I feel like it's a great you know cheap tool to to market your business so we're quite heavy on instagram but i personally like it because it's it's visual i can see photos i don't need to read negative comments i don't find it uh, facebook for me is very i i just don't even go on it i find it very negative and a bit draining to be honest whereas yeah. instagram i find it quite enjoyable i feel like i can learn a lot i'm I loving would like to congratulate you on your instagram because i find your instagram posts quite there are a lot of things that are inspirational but I, I actually think there's an opportunity for you um because if you notice one of the books i put down was um a j abrams book i can never remember the title but it's how to get getting everything you can out of all of you've got I, and, and it's about taking all that knowledge you've got and and recycling it and yeah. i actually think that's something that you could recycle or, or sell to other people mm your skills on Instagram because yeah. I think that's something that people would welcome because uh, no, serious I'm very impressed with you thank you you're one of the I, best uh, up there oh thank you very much and and I think you're probably talking mostly on um my business page with Linton and Mac and Jay and I have a lot of fun on it and we are constantly like looking at ideas of of how to keep developing it but you don't know, it's it's so nice to hear you say it because we don't know, same as everyone, you don't know what you do and you don't, you always think that what you do is what everyone else does and what you know yeah. everyone else yeah. knows. It's quite interesting, so that's nice. Thank you. And yeah, so the whole point of asking for an Instagram follow is I want to fill my mind with positive people rather than, yeah. you know, there's, I follow a load of people that I have done for years and years that I don't even I'm not interested in it anymore and I need to delete it, but I'm trying to fill it up so that I can kind of get rid of them and fill it with, you know, positive people. And it's just kind of, I just quite like to um, support people and get people out there. If somebody else is doing good, I'd quite like to support them and give them followers as well. So your one, um, I'll go back and say is Niall Colgan. Is that how you say his name? I think it's, yeah, Niall Colgan and it's N I A L L Colgan. And it's these vlogs that he does. And I just think he's a guy that's surreal. And, as far as his hairdressing work goes, I, I have enjoyed his haircuts as well. And basically, I think he's just got people re videoing him all the time, just doing clients even. And it's yeah. just great. He has started during lockdown interviewing other people. In fact, during the week, he was interviewing um, almost like a Zoom type thing, um, Adam Reid. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And he's been interviewing a whole load of um, Irish hairdressers as well. And it's like it's opened up another thing to me because I've didn't know a lot of these Irish hairdressers. No, yeah. And they're real characters. 
Interesting. Well, thank you so much. I uh, don't want to take up any more of you. Did you enjoy it? Good. I think we got a lot out of you there. Thank you so much. Anything that you've shared, I've got a note of, and I'll be sharing it on the, the notes and over on Instagram so that people can see it because I know we talked about quite a lot there. So I will share all that. But thank you so much and have a nice day. Pleasure. Thank you. Bye. 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 Well, I hope you all enjoyed hearing Dom's story today. He makes me laugh so much and always puts a smile on my face. So I hope you're all smiling listening to this as well. Now it's time for my secret. As I've mentioned before, I am very interested in this world of Ayurveda. Ayurveda is massive, so I'm not going to go into it too much. And it's an Indian holistic approach to life and it's over 5,000 years old. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot to learn. But Ayurveda does believe that we're not necessarily what we eat. We are what we digest and what we absorb. So I've not got a food fact for you today. Today, I've got a nifty tool to introduce to you all called a tongue scraper. Some of you have probably heard of it and using it already, but for anybody that doesn't know, it's a traditional practice in India where each morning they'll use the tongue scraper, which is a, a copper prong shaped tool almost. They use that just to clean the tongue. So you just clean the mucus from the back of the tongue and scrape it out of the mouth. If we don't do this, the mucus won't be removed properly and then we end up swallowing it back down and it goes into our gut. And that's not good for our guts. Our body works through the night to make sure that we are ridding of any toxins so everything's starting to, to kind of move out the body so that mucus is sitting there waiting for you to get rid of it so beneficial to your digestion to your skin it will help gum disease and any other matters in the mouth and also it helps with bad breath i need a wee tip for you there no but seriously guys uh, once you start using a tongue scraper you will not go back it's a simple tool it takes two seconds to do and it should be the first thing you do every single morning. I hope that wasn't too much of a gross secret for you though. I do love it. Once you see what comes off, <laughs> but it is so important. So please take that as a serious um, secret for you today. I really enjoyed this episode. I feel like I'm getting into my groove with it all. And I loved speaking to Dom. I really hope you all enjoyed it. And as always, I'll share as much as I can over on Instagram. So check it out, it's sharing secrets. And the show notes will include some of that information too. I look forward to next week already and I'll see you all there. Much love. <laughs>